Definitely. <laughs> All right, man. We got a special one today. Tonight, rather. It's 9 o'clock on the dot, so it's perfect. Uh, Got my guy E with me. He done pulled up on me. Sound like he got something in his cup over. I actually do, man. Green apple Syrah. You know, I'll be 38 Tuesday, actually. All right, yeah. man. We're going to definitely make it a good one then. Happy early birthday. Yeah. Got Kevin in the building with me. What's going on, fans? Yeah, you definitely got some... Got some fans, because they always talking about when when you on the mic, good things happen. Mr. Funny Guy. <laughs> so uh, we just going to chop it up tonight, man. Um, I said a lot done happened since the last episode. So uh, first thing first, man, I got to talk about this this college basketball scene because it's, it's brutal. It's ugly. Me being a Kentucky fan, like – it's time for me to pull out the brown bag, it looked like, and just go hide somewhere because we done lost again today. Uh, Duke, I think Duke done lost, what, twice? Mm-hmm. North Carolina done lost twice. But the way we losing, it ain't no excuse for that, man. Like, to me, the cat's out the bag with Calipari, dog. Like, there's no other way to explain it other than another year, you got the number one recruiting class, supposed to have all these stars from, you know what I'm saying, like freshman stars, studs, and they legit look like kids out there. And they had me fooled because that first game, I sat down and watched them because, like, I don't even know who they are. I know the little kid that came from uh, California that played out there with little Bronny or whatever. But outside of that, I don't know the rest of them. So the very first game, we playing full-court press. I ain't never seen Calipari do uh, full-court pressuring the ball and this and that. So I was like, shit, these kids is young, athletic. We finna run some folks out the gym. Next thing I know, we done lost to Richmond. <laughs> and I'm sitting there like, I'm getting all these texts. I'm getting all these messages. And I'm like, what's going on? Because I was up there visiting moms that day. I was up there with her and uh, in the hospital. You know what I'm saying? I don't even know if they had the channel. I don't even know what channel was on. I was up there watching football. It was on a Sunday, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm getting all these tags and messages, and I'm like, you know what? Maybe that was a trap game. Got smacked that night, and then we done lost again. So I'm like, man, it's, I don't even know what to say, dog. And then you don't you don't make it any, uh, any better because you calling, laughing, talking shit. So what's up, man? I only called because of the two air balls I saw. Man, it, it was crazy. Like, Kentucky's never been a jump shooting team. Never. Not, not, not that I'm, I remember. I'm gonna push back on that, dog, because it's like if, if you go back to the days, of, I know it's been a minute ago, but your Tony Delks and all Tony of that. We literally talking about 24 years ago. So, so you want to say the Calipari the era? Calipari era, and that's and that even goes back to when he was at Memphis. He ain't never had a consistent player that had a a, a decent jump shot. You're right. Knock down jump shot, they get not. I kick it to you over in that wing or that corner, you're going to knock the three down. He's never had that player, dude. You're right. Ever since, not since he left uh, UMass. We ain't even going to talk about the New Jersey years. But uh, ever since he left uh, UMass, man, he ain't having it in Memphis. He don't have it in Kentucky. The only thing that pisses me off about Kentucky, because I can't really troll y'all the way I really want to, because y'all not winning. So it's not fun. It's not funny. So y'all make this excuse. It's the freshmen. Calipari been there since what? Two thousand what? Eight? 
It's been a minute. Freshman class after freshman class after freshman class. You can't keep using that excuse. You're right. You're right. And like I said a few minutes ago, the, the, the cat is out the bag. And I say that in the sense of like you just said, he ain't never really went after no shooters. Nope. He's Out, always recruited just athletic. Outside of um, um, uh, the white boy, Wilcher, that went to Gonzaga. Wilcher. Yeah. And, uh, um, and of course, Tyler Hero. Hero, but I he mean. Knew, and Booker, but he used them wrong. Booker, even Malik Monk. Yeah. If, if he would have put Malik Monk in the right sets and used him the right way, I think he would have been that guy because Malik's jumper was was raw. Like mm-hmm. he, to me, he come off as a J.R. Smith. Yeah, and then he goes to the league and still becomes J.R. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> he out there smoking, doing everything else, and I feel bad for the dude because it's like I think this is going to be his third year, third right? Year, yep. Third so year. after this, you ain't even put together no resume to make a team even want to keep you. Mm-hmm. So you talking about maybe overseas? Yeah, moving forward type stuff. Or possibly getting demoted to the G League. When we talking about a kid who had the potential to be a 15, 20 point score if he if he lived up to full expectation. Yeah. Because when he was here at Kentucky that one year, he was cold. Yeah. He was cold. It was a lot of them games where he was a monster. That was the year that uh we ended up losing to uh North Carolina on the on the buzzer beater. But he made some big shots and stuff in that game. Man, y'all lost to us and throw that out there. Oh, here you go. Look, I don't even want to talk about that game because yeah. I ain't seen y'all enough to know <laughs> how it's going to play out. But I just know based off of us, it's like, dog, we we legit look like a high school team. Yeah. So yeah. Your, your opening statement, I'm just curious. You start out, are you saying this based on it's Kentucky? You feel that Kentucky is supposed to be ranked because of a name? Because it's Kentucky, so I'm I'm gonna school you real quick. What what do you mean ranked? <laughs> like the number one, the number the recruiting classes impact how you're nationally ranked coming into the season. That's the preseason. They make they uh, preseason favorites and this and that based on expectations. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the top schools now, your Kentuckys, your Dukes, your Carolinas, and Kansas. They're automatically in top ten based on the new kids that they bringing in every year. Yep, Michigan State's like that too. But it's it's so crazy how they do it because sometimes I do believe it's because of the school name. Because half these teams that be in the top ten, hell, I'm even go fifteen, don't even deserve to be there. They ain't got and, no business. And then, you th- and then you think about this, and I'm gonna use Kentucky for an example. They don't never have no upperclassmen. So it's like, how the hell you going to base, you know, freshmen that ain't really never played with each other? Right. And you going to put them in the top five? Like that that year, uh, what was it, two years ago? We all lost to Zion them. There was no way in hell Kentucky should have been number two. Right out the no gate. No way. Right, because Duke smacked us by, what, 30? Man. Beat the brakes off of us. But going, but going back to what you saying, it do kind of play a part, University of Kentucky, based on the history. And I made a comment on somebody's post today. I was like, I feel like John Calipari came in and hijacked the name. Yeah, John Calipari already made a name for himself in regards to how he was recruiting in Memphis. Derrick Rose just so happened to go number one. 
But then you come to a powerhouse school like Kentucky, who was already in that spotlight. You you don't Calipari didn't have to elevate us. We was already there. Yeah. We already had championships before Calipari got there. So now he's using Kentucky's clout to shine the spotlight on his recruiting ability, mm-hmm. and the rest is history. So you you done turn Kentucky <coughs> into a halfway house between college and the NBA. That's mm-hmm. all it is. He ain't even trying to win college games or college championships. It's just, look how many kids I can send to the league now. And every night on draft night, it's basically an advertisement for John Calipari. Look at how many kids Calipari sent into the league. So if I'm a parent and got a son that's highly recruited, where am I sending to? That's where the spotlight is. So this year, in the last couple of years, to be honest, it's backfired because like you said, we don't have no upperclassmen. And then college basketball, that is important. That's huge. Yeah. It's always been huge. But until Calipari molded and changed everything into a one and done, you didn't ever really see Duke going after one and dones like that. Never. Kansas was kind of in that mix here and there. Yeah, yeah, that's even with North Carolina. Never seen North Carolina. Carolina that's what I'm saying. They blossomed their key. Rasheed Wallace, Vince Carter, yeah. all of them, uh, Hansborough. You talking about Juniors, seniors. Yep. Kentucky used to be that way. But then Calipari come through, and I, and I guess that's kind of what pushed Tubby Smith out the door because he wasn't getting the star kids. But he, but the thing about it with Tubby, he was winning, though. You know what I'm saying? The only time I've ever ever seen Kentucky just, just look like garbage was when Gillespie was up. Oh, man, it was brutal years. Now, that was the only time. And Tubby had maybe like one rough year, but they were still there. Man, right. You know what I'm saying? But he was, he was still trying to teach the yeah. game because that's when I was there. I was a student at UK and, then. And then you think about it. Look at Tubby Smith's team. Rondo, two years. We ain't going to talk about this. We got something south. Um, <laughs> Chuck Hayes was there. What Chuck Hayes? Four, he three, was a senior. Three, four, your four years. Uh, who else did he have? I want to say he had. He, he, did he have Hashimu? Uh, Hashimu Evans. Evans. Do look like Virgil from uh, WWF. <laughs> Evans. But you know what I'm talking about? Uh, him. Uh, like he he get the players, man, and you know they they stay a couple years. That's why Kentucky. You know what I'm saying? Maintain. You know what I'm saying? How they was when he was there. Cause like now the expectation is come and win. They not winning. And then you think about it, and I hate Kentucky, like with a passion. But Calipari been there since 08, right? So this is 12 years in. You can't tell me with all the teams he had, he shouldn't have four national championships. At least four. Easy. At least four. Easy. And real quick, going back to Tubby, it's like, like I said, those were the years that I was there. Tubby went after the kids that he tried to look down the road and say, you know what, by the time this kid is a sophomore, late sophomore, coming in his junior season, he's going to be ready and we're going to try to make a deep run. Yeah. Tubby and Rondo never got along. They always bumped heads. And that's when Rondo finally called it quits. But like we, Tubby had a good class that year because that's when he had the the Morris twins. Mm-hmm. Um, who else was on there? Uh, Bradley from New York. Yeah, yeah, I remember him. So he was going after kids from all over the place, trying to put them together. And honestly, Kevin, you hoop that—that's what you're supposed to do. Like 
here, I'm going to go for it. We need a guard. I'm going to go for this type of guard, but I'm going to pair him up with this type of two guard and make sure I bring in some athletic wings. So a, a kid like Rondo, I'm going to let him create and do this and do that. Calipari is just like, here, give me this five-star. Give me that five-star. It don't even matter if their games fit. You just going to round them all up and think you can throw them out on the court. Man. And that shit done backfired. Like, none of those kids jail. Like, if you look at that game, it's hard to watch. I'm like, dude, when I turned it on today, it was, what, like 28 to 9, 30 to 9 or something? And I still don't know how they come back. Like, they end up coming back, and it came down to a buzzer beater. And even with that, he draws up this play, and he stacks them at the free throw line, sets the screen, the kid flares out. They curl around and set another screen. And the kid bobbles the ball, which threw the whole playoff. And now you got to try to hurry up and throw it across the court to a guy who ain't ready to take that shot. And he bricked it. Yeah. But I'm like, you got all freshmen on the court with seven seconds left in a one-point game. Why would you try to draw up something that complicated, knowing that they've been struggling the entire game? You're fortunate to even be in this situation. And the kid that brought him back, brought him back from banging around the rim. Mm-hmm. So why are you drawing up a play 15 feet away from the basket? And that's what I'm like, dog, he, he's not no coach. I've always said that. Yeah, he, he ain't no coach. He's definitely not an X's and O's guy, man. And, and we could even go all the way back to fucking UMass. You know what I'm saying? They just was a talented team. And they had Camby, Lou Rowe, Padilla brothers, Martinez. They, they had a stack team, but yeah, Calipari ain't never been an excellent old guy. He one of those coaches, man, like you can't take all five positions you recruiting and every one of those kids is averaging 30, po- 30 plus points and right. expect them to just, especially when they're accustomed to playing a certain way because their high school coach let them play that way. Exactly. And not only that is like, and this is where my perspective has always been you got to think at 17, 18 years old, your body ain't even fully developed yet. Mm-hmm. You ain't going to get your man body to you early 20s, mid 20s. And technically, as a college athlete, you're talking about your junior, senior year when you start filling out, you start putting on muscle. Go back to your days, Kevin. Corliss Williamson and all of them guys, Arkansas. Them was like grown men out there on the court. I was a kid and I remember them days. Yeah, I remember that. You know what I'm saying? Like those teams back then, you had your upperclassmen. Think about your Tim Duncans and stuff like that. So when they get drafted and go to the league, it just it's a smooth transition. Yep. Where now you got a G League. You got to send a lottery pick to the G League to continue to work on your game because you got a 17, 18-year-old kid who ain't even in the position to compete with grown men. So, so I'm like, now this whole one-and-one, one-and-done uh, one thing is ridiculous. And going back to this roster that Kentucky currently has, like there ain't not one kid on that roster that you can look at them and be like, man, they can go in there and bang. Nope. They can go bang with somebody. We get killed on the boards. I done seen every last one of them get they shit swatted out of bounds. And it's just like, dude, like it's it's gonna be a long year. Yeah. I I, I see ten losses. Maybe better, honestly. And the SEC is solid this year. Yeah. 
SEC is decent yeah. this year. So it, it's going to be a long I, year. I see Kentucky losing 10 games this year, man. Hopefully, Coach K pull his strings. Coach K been trying to get everything shut down because of COVID. So I'm hoping. Boy, the way they plan, he need to. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And, and, and real quick, like, I think the whole COVID situation is exposing what we all thought the NBA bubble was going to be. Because I was like, there's no advantage. You don't have no crowd. You just got to go out there and hoop. So I heard LeBron and all of them talking about the bubble was hard mentally from that aspect. But now, since they're still playing in their home arenas, that whole scenery, in my opinion, changes the game. Because the bubble down there in Disney was small. Mm -hmm. So as a shooter, somebody that likes to shoot, the backdrop has always been important to me. If it's real deep, it's hard for me to shoot because I can't I can't judge the rim. Right. So I felt like that was to their advantage in the bubble. But I watched some of the preseason games last night and just looking at it and then playing in the empty arena, I was like, dude, that's got to be hard. That's got to be hard. So now going back to Kentucky real quick, them playing in Rupp Arena is meaningless because there's no advantage. Back in the day, you go into Rupp Arena, that was already going to be a hard game because the Rupp Arena holds 20, 25,000, 30,000. Yeah, college basketball look different, though. College sports, period, is just different because the fans is more involved, you know. Right. You, you look at a Laker game, they back like this, <laughs> kick back, chill out. You know, I see old Jack over at kickback, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, talking to the coach and then the visiting team players. You don't get that in the college. You know what I'm saying? They go, you got go, your student go, section. go to Duke. You know, they, they, the camera crazy. They jumping up and down, man, getting, trying to get their team hyped and all that, man. It is college sports. I ain't going to just say basketball. Sports is way different than pro sports because the fans are more involved. That's what it is, man. And that's impacting Seattle, yeah. definitely. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you, Mr. Uh, high School All-American, you've been quiet over. So you know, like we all know, your audience plays a part in your performance. Is that fair to say? Correct. I can't hear you. Correct. Give me a jam full of some bad holes. I'm finna show out. 35. Easy. <laughs> so, to his credit, he he's he's telling the truth. Big bro was cold back in the day. You old as hell now. But you was cold back in the day. But I've always heard him say that when he went somewhere and it was a lot of cold cheerleaders, you know what I'm saying? We all amp up our performance based on who's in the crowd. Facts. Where now you don't have a crowd at all. I mean, but well, I'm, up. I'm playing for a check now. I mean, but that shouldn't be no different than you just playing that like a YMCA or a regular gym, though. But you don't go as hard. I mean, uh, well, this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't never lie. I hate losing. I hate losing. I don't. Yeah, he, he, he definitely do. I did. I did hoop with him a couple of times. You know, I even hit him with the ninety eight. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he he ain't gonna tell you about that, but you know, that that that's that's another story that we'll talk about later on down the road. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, that that crowd does definitely play a part. But it shouldn't be no different than you just hooping in the regular gym or you know practice or whatnot. But to what you said, it. It does. It, it it is. You know, you don't go as hard, right? Compared to if you playing in front of a crowd, because that crowd does hype you up. It, exactly, it, it, it hypes you up, especially you know a, a big shot, especially if you dunk on somebody. But uh, 
Yeah, that crowd does hype you up, man. You don't know nothing about that one. What? You don't know nothing about that. Look. Not dunking on nobody. Look. <laughs> I respectfully disagree, damn it. Here go to I respectfully disagree. And for anybody that was on the team with me growing up, can somebody please, please comment on Facebook or something? There was a point in time where I was on the rim. I just could never palm the ball. What words did I just say? Repeat the words that I said. I didn't say you couldn't dunk. I said you ain't never dunk, dunk on, on nobody. nobody. I, I have. A couple people. All right, what else? I ain't number five, ten, five, eleven. Spud Webb is what? Absolutely. All right, is this what y'all gonna do? Plus, you wasn't Fat Mama back then either, so you can't use that excuse either. You're right. Definitely wasn't <laughs> Fat Mama. I'm Fat Mama now. R.I.P. to Kobe. Rest in peace to Kobe. But I'm Fat Mama now. But back in the day, I just could never palm the ball. I could never. I always had to try to do it off the bounce. So no, you're right. I ain't never done. I couldn't either. You know. You know what I had to do? I had to actually cuff it. I even and, tried that. And and like once I started cuffing it with, with one, because I couldn't jump off one. I always had to do it off two. Because I ain't number 5'11. Yeah. So when I was able to get up there with ease with one, that's when I started getting up there with ease with two. And then I was able to, you know, do a backwards, do a windmill and all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like it took me a while. And see, I've jump. always jumped off of but one. But the crazy thing is, once you get that first dunk in, it, it's just natural. It's natural. Shout out to my guy, Alan Cruz, too, because I was what? I'm going to say a freshman, either my freshman or sophomore year. And, like, after practice, you know what I'm saying, we was all, you know, everybody's like, man, let's see who can can dunk. You know, we just sitting there snapping the rim. Wasn't nobody really dunking, dunking. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I ain't never dunked on nobody, but there was a point in time. Where I was at least trying to make the effort. I go yeah. through the layup line, depending on how how <laughs> loose I got in the layup line. I might have tried it. I might have tried it. Yeah, but I think, I think my best one I did, man, was at Camp Taylor. I caught one off the rim on somebody, and the ball rolled off so. Per- you know how you play with somebody, and and, and I my shout out to my cousin Tim, man. I hope he 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 hear this, man, when you post it. But uh, cousin's like five six. Seven, somewhere in there. What do you think he shot? He, he'll get down <laughs> in the trenches and he'll bang. He has no arsenal of moves whatsoever. So I gave it to him in the post. You know what I'm saying? He deep down in the post, too. You know when, like, when you give the ball to somebody, you know they about to miss. <laughs> you know it. So as soon as I gave him the ball, and he only got, like, maybe one move. He do that shot, spin elbow, whatnot. As soon as he made that move, I took off straight to the rim. Straight to the rim. And it come the off. ball rolled off so perfect off the rim. Like, I I damn near walked off the court when I did it. Caught it with two on, on dude's back. Like, he didn't see it coming. Like, see, mine is better. My best dunk ever, the opponent went up for the rebound. My teammate shot the ball. Homeboy come up. He got the rebound. I come over his back. Took that motherfucker out of his hand. Bam. <laughs> oh yeah, that definitely better than mine. Yeah, he he had bunnies. I ain't gonna I ain't gonna front. We on the but, live but, mic. But the thing is, you know, somebody asked me today, can you dump? I can't even smack board. <laughs> Look, we just had that conversation yeah. yesterday <laughs> outside in the driveway. He out here looking at the rent. I think I can get that. I think I can get that. I was like, look, man, we'll have an ambulance on standby yeah. if you try. Yeah, we 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 talking about what 
15, 16, 16 years ago, uh, about 50, 60 pounds lighter. Yeah. I could I, I could even smack board like right now. Like I get back board. Nah, I can't even do he, it. I, to his to his credit, he smacked glass yesterday. He smacked glass. Shout out to my ankle. Right, yeah. right. He smacked glass, and, and that's so crazy because it's like, uh, I guess for me coming behind you, everybody expected me to do what you done because at an early age, I was taller than everybody in my class. So I'm smacking boards seventh grade, eighth grade, smacking boards with two hands. So at this point, everybody's like, man, he's going to be da 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 da. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I've grown an inch since. I've been the same height <laughs> since I was 14. I put that on my kids. No. That's why I had my little class ring made and it was, uh, got A train engraved on it because I was so much bigger than everybody, taller and everything. And the next thing I know, everybody just start outgrowing me. Yeah. And I, I think I think because I'm a younger, I'm the youngest out of my father's kids, and with uh, me being the youngest, it's like you, everybody got that older brother or brothers that we had to follow behind. Me, unfortunately, you just had one. I had three <laughs> that I had to go behind. You know what I'm saying? And it was always. Oh, you, you, Lonzo's brother. And it's crazy because my cousin used to tell me this shit. They used to call him 757. Because, like, he was taking off on this. Like, like, he getting in lane. You get dunked on. Don't jump. Like, the NBA jam type shit. You know, that, that's how high he was. And then my, my big brother D, you know, I, I used to hear stories about him. It's so crazy because we, we grew up in the California Park area out for, uh, on 15th. And there was this, uh, it's a barbershop now, but it was a a, a, a club slash arcade, whatever you want to call it, called Lock of Tees, right there on 16th and uh, Broadway. Ran by Pimp. <laughs> and uh, he seen Bruh who? Built a court on the side of the building just for him. Oh, wow. Yeah, built the basketball full court on the side just for him. And see, and, I, and, and like, and I feel like that's where the bigger cities will always have the advantage over the little smaller county schools and stuff like where we grew up. Because no exaggeration, I know I keep repeating myself, but like, I'll toot your horn for you. Like, you actually had talent, but I honestly feel like you really didn't have the desire to play for real. Is that a is that a first statement? That is a true statement. You wasn't hungry the way I love the game. I wish I could have had the skill set that you had. Because I'm saying to myself, dog, that, that's your ticket out. Yeah. Like, people was actually coming to scout you, coming to watch you. But yet, like you said, before we started up the podcast or what, I don't even know if it was before we started up or what, you was out chasing, doing whatever you was doing, getting your little rocks off at 17, 18 years old, not realizing that if you would have put in the extra time and the extra effort, all of that still would have came to you full circle because you would have been a damn star athlete somewhere playing college basketball. You wouldn't even have to put in no work because they would have came to you because I saw how that shit worked at UK and I was just saying, I was just dumbfounded. Like they didn't have to do nothing right? and it just came to them. But I'm saying to myself, I'm like, you had the tools 
to do that. Well, I'm not even going to say the truth because, I mean, we had some dumb-ass coaches. There, we, there was nobody, like, hit the weights, nutrition, uh, hydration. Right. Like, dude, we end up playing a uh, Class A tournament. We played four games back-to-back. We in the championship. I cramp up. I can't even play the second half because my whole I'm dehydrated. My, right. my legs cramped up. I ain't drank nothing all day. I ain't ate no like nothing. But nobody taught me or told me that's what you need to do. I'm just going out there hustling and play. Right, right. So and and, and that's what I'm the, saying. Like that's where I'm saying like the bigger city schools they have more resources. They had upscale gyms workout facilities and stuff like that. Like some of these schools here, man, you walk in Trinity and all of them, man, that, like you would think it's a college yeah. with the equipment and stuff that they got. And you know what kind of weights and stuff we had down there in Hickman County. And half the time we go down there, we just BSing around just so we can go upstairs and play pickup games. We ain't we even hit no, no weights. Uh, we didn't have no free weights and none of that shit. We just had them little machines, them one, like six little machines. Right and the super cat, so so that's what I'm saying is like, <laughs> like we really didn't have the opportunity to develop a basketball game. Like you just had to have the passion to want to do that shit on your own, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm saying. I loved basketball. Like I on the court by my damn self. I'm at the house dribbling up and down the sidewalk by myself. Every time you saw me, I had a basketball in my hand. The only problem was. Couldn't jump like you could jump. I didn't have that ability. Then you had to deal with a coach who really didn't let kids tap into their full potential anyway. He had us out there like robots and all this and that. So I'm saying, like, that's the part where if you had a coach who got in your ass, hey, man, leave them streets alone, put your focus in this and that, hell, we might be a millionaire by now. Who knows? (laughs) Might be a millionaire. Because, dude, I hooped against. Uh, he went to the NBA from Marshall County. Dan Lange. Lange. Yeah. We're Lange. the only two banging. This motherfucker, he's 6'7", 6'10". <laughs> I can't stop him, but he can't stop me either. Right, 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 So right. he went on. He ended up playing for Houston. Yep. Play for, I went to some of the games. Yeah, he was yeah. at the Rockets. I was in Houston then when he came. Just like old buddy from here. Uh, hell, you might know him. Dude named Dante Smith went to Odom. Odom County. I had to play against him in, in camp. He's about six six. See, we didn't play no no county team. Not not especially not no. Well, whoever team. he was, he was a big name for this area because he ended up at one point he played for the Atlanta Hawks. Did he? I, how 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 long ago was that? Shit. I wonder if that was. It had to be. I don't know if he's from here, but I know he played for uh South Odom or one of them. Oh, I just know it was Odom. That's here in, in Louisville, right? No, nah, South no nah, South Odom. No, nah, no. Nah. Odom County, somewhere around here. Somewhere. Yeah, it's close. It's close, but yeah, it's, it's, it's not in Louisville. Oh, I just remember now we was at basketball camp. And nah, this dude was crazy. Crazy good. And all of y'all sitting right here with me, y'all see how tall I am. <laughs> I had to guard him. Like, they always made me play center, dude. That's what I'm saying. Like, everything about us growing up was just flawed because – the tallest kid on the team might have been 6'1", 6'2". Yeah. And because I was more bulkier than everybody else, it's like 
go down, go in the post. And I hate playing with my back to the basket mm-hmm. type stuff. But anyway, I know we done got all the way off topic. We talking about our glory days and this and that. But so Pac ain't no topic. Shit. But I'm just saying, topic. but bring it back full circle. I'm saying that with this COVID stuff, no crowd. Now, for college basketball, you have to be able to coach. You have to be able to get these kids motivated and get them into a position to where, okay, either it's going to be the talent that gets us over the top or my coaching ability that gets us over the top. And right now, Kentucky has neither. Yeah, that's that's a fact. And it's being exposed. That's what I'm saying. The cat is out of the bag. I mean, hell, at least Coach K can lean on his coaching ability to eventually round them into whatever it is that they're going to be. Uh, Carolina won today. So Carolina's like three and two. Now Kentucky's one and four. I can't tell you the last time we started out one and four. You, you, you know what coach in college basketball, I mean, he gets the credit, but he don't get the, the, the recognition like the Coach K or the Calipari or Bill Self or uh, Roy Williams in Carolina. Few, Upper and Gonzaga, prime example. All his players stayed four years at Gonzaga. Just like with um, Villanova, they don't right. they don't leave early, right? And they can and they can leave after their sophomore year, possibly. That's one thing I hate about college basketball. College basketball need to do what college football is doing: make them th- stay them three years. I agree one hundred. Because even if they go to the G League, that who's to say they're going to get called up that same season or, or a year after? Look that at your no boy from uh, who's the kid from Kansas? What two years ago had the afro? Oh, uh, the center. You talking about the center? No, nah, not the center. Uh, he went top five to. Uh, I think he was drafted to Phoenix. No, oh, I can see that kid face right now. I want to say Jackson. Then they have well, a kid. Jackson was at uh. Last I heard, last I, I last I think I seen him. He was either at Phoenix or Memphis. He done been shot. He, I think he yeah. was drafted by Phoenix. But he was sent to Memphis, and then they sent him down to the G League, and he been in the league two or three years. Um, I'm going to find it. But I'm saying it's like you sit here and bring these kids in, and they're chasing the money, obviously. What school did you say he went to in Kansas? He went to Kansas. Okay. Jackson. Josh Jackson. Josh Jackson, yeah. He, went, yeah. he got drafted to Phoenix. Fourth pick. 2017 draft. Fourth pick. In college, his talent, you know what I'm saying? Like, he was a, a, a high recruit coming into college. So, the spotlight was already on him. He had a decent freshman year. You get drafted fourth, and then you fall off the face of the earth. <laughs> look, hey, man, look. You, you, I don't know what these scouts see, uh, the GMC, whatnot with these players, man. That That's why they need that. They got to stay three years. Because you look at college, you tell me one freshman that's going to come out of college and is going to dominate or or be successful in the league after their third year. I ain't even going to go for After their third year. Like, they, name one that can do that. It's been a minute. I ain't even talking about college basketball. I'm talking about college football. That's why they got that, that three-year rule. Right. Because these they coming in as freshmen, they ain't going to be ready to, to go At to the NFL. NFL way faster than college. Right. 
Yeah, look at your boy, and then we can we can definitely transition real quick over to NFL because you from Louisville. I don't even want to talk about the NFL. <laughs> look, Lord. I'll send up a prayer for the 49ers. Man. All these injuries and stuff, it ain't y'all fault. We're playing with practice squad players, man. Look, you know what? It's so crazy. <laughs> I told my boy this, man. I was like, man, I, I really thought about buying a ticket. And, and go to Santa Clara and go try out. They could have used me for two weeks. I had look like real talk, bro. I can still run a four or five. It used to be four or four somewhere in there. It's when I'm about fifty pounds and lighter though. Oh, uh, you to but, now. You still got some in there. Nah, man. Uh, look, I look like I said. Maybe thirty eight in, in three days. But I'm still accurate. Now you talking about the deep ball? You get two weeks, then I'm gone. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah, but. So, but. like I said, I, I feel bad for y'all. I feel bad for y'all, but you from Louisville. Yeah. Cam Newton, Lamar Jackson. I was on Lamar Jackson's wagon going into the draft when all them scouts was like, he should change positions. He don't need to be a quarterback. He don't need to do this and do that. And I was one of the people that was like, dog, shut the hell up. You can't tell nobody to change positions when obviously – Y'all hyping up a lot of quarterbacks who ain't panned out to be nothing. Mm -hmm. You done gave high praise on a lot of quarterbacks. USC, Matt, what's old buddy name? All them dudes didn't turn out to be nothing. I can name a couple. Jamarcus Russell. (laughs) It's a whole bunch of them. He's the NFL Kwame Brown. (laughs) So I'm saying, I'm like, dog, the kid won Heisman. At least give him a shot. But... The thing, and I love L. Jack, man, I really do. But the thing about him is, and we had this conversation, man. They look like how we did in two thousand twelve, and then the next season following that, and then possibly could be the next season following that. They have the Forty ers offensive coordinator, right? So. Look at how we was in 2011 and 2012. We wasn't a bad team. We lost in the, in the NFC Championship game to the Giants that year in 11. Then we go to the Super Bowl in 12. That's when Kaepernick had took over. Yeah. Because Alex Smith had a concussion, and I really thought that they should have put him back in. Granted, Kaepernick was out there balling. But he putting up over 30-something points. Our defense took the, took the, uh, took the foot off the pedal. So, you you have they 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 uh, old coordinator. They look just like how we did eight years ago. And now look, that the film is out, you you're not used to what you're not used to that. Now, don't get me wrong. Jack is way more elusive than Kaepernick and faster. I, I think he's faster, but far as like the elusiveness, he he definitely killing Kaepernick because Kaepernick was just a, a straight. He get that straight shot, he gone. You know what I'm saying? But see, but, but see, and that's the thing. Like, like you're talking about takeoff ability. Yeah. And I'm saying that, okay, Lamar Jackson took the league by storm last year, surprised the hell out of everybody. Baltimore was doing numbers, averaging 30 a week. No film. Easily. No film. Wins MVP. Comes in this year, and everybody's like, what's wrong? What's going on? And I'm saying – Teams are making him throw the ball. They got that film. And he now, looks bro. uncomfortable. I, I'm telling you, they got the film. That's the same thing that happened to us when we lost to the Super in the Super Bowl 
against the Baltimore Ravens in 2012. 13, they made Kaepernick pass that ball. Now, granted, we did go 12 and 4 that year. We lost to Seattle in the NFC Championship game. But the, the stuff that he did the previous year, he couldn't do the next year. And that's what they're doing with Baltimore right now. And on top of the fact, and Ingram then, Ingram ain't doing and, what and he's then, supposed and to and be doing. You got to think about this this COVID situation is basically fucking up a lot of stuff. Because you had a lot of players on that team. Hell, Jackson had COVID. I know I didn't even know Ingram had it. That's why he was out. And then yeah. you got the other running back, um, Do- J- what Dobbins? Dobbins. Yeah, he had it. I mean, it, you know, this, but, it, it, that that plays a part. But it that, does. But I'm here. Go my other. I respectfully disagree. Because the Ravens were suspect before they got hit with COVID. And that's why oh, yeah. I, I also mentioned Cam Newton. Because I don't know if you watched the game the other night. Cam Newton looks bad, dog. He looks bad. And in my opinion, I've always said Cam Newton has never been able to read defenses. But you, 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 he ain't Cam no more. He's Cam Ryan. <laughs> you, you lose the name. When you're not performing like how you was before, but, but that, yeah, but in but in in Jackson's defense, he's still early in his career. This is what year three, right? Three, yeah, year three. So he still got a long way to go as far as getting familiar with the game, understanding the coverages, seeing what's out there, learning how to go through your progressions and make your right reads. Right now, he's still hanging on to his athletic ability. And that's the problem. And then, Cam Newton is at that point to where now you don't have it. No, he don't. So yeah. you have to be able to deliver the ball and throw the ball. I'm like, dog, you talking about a former MVP that ain't even getting 150 yards passing. Yeah. Like the other night, dog, at one point in the game, it's late in the third, and he only had like 14 attempts. <laughs> and I'm saying to myself, I'm like, dog, like that speaks – volumes and i don't know if y'all remember the podcast that we did before the season started shout out to uh andrew uh spears all of y'all y'all are new england fans so of course you're gonna ride for your team but at the end of the day it's like this is cam newton we talking about like he's coming off an injury but even before he got hurt couldn't read defense like, there was nothing promising about this pickup. So, what are you being excited about other than, all right, Tom Brady's gone. We got to hope and pray something happens. I guess they think Belichick magical. And yeah. then we all did. Yeah. We all did. And and I, I, I said, and I told you this before the season started. I, I Matter of fact, it was on one of the podcasts we was talking about uh, Cam. And I, I told you, like everybody was talking about, oh, we're gonna go eleven and five. We're gonna go twelve and four. I said that the New England Patriots was not gonna win no more than nine games, and it don't even look like they're gonna reach that. Nah, they might not get there. And their camp just ain't been the same since the Super Bowl loss. He steadily declined ever since they lost to the Broncos. Look right. at his numbers. Look at this. They ain't been the same. Right. And their camp just can't play in that system that Belichick got. He need to play in a balanced offense. But see, but that's what everybody was hanging their hat on because they were saying, uh, what's her buddy name? McDaniels. Mm-hmm. They was like his creativity and Cam's ability to do this and do that. Oh man, it's gonna be magical. We're gonna be deadly in the in the red zone. Shout out to Andrew once again. I'm calling you out. 
We're going to be cold in the red zone. Teams going to fear us in the red zone. And out the gate, New England was was killing. They started out, what, 3-0, and 3-1? Nah, nah, they... They was putting up they points putting in the beginning. Points. But they then that's when Cam got COVID. And then reality kicked in. <laughs> and I know folk probably hit the bottom every Sunday. And and the thing is, like with Josh McDaniel, McDaniel, he's never had a mobile quarterback outside of Tim Tebow. And, and can you call him mobile? Because really, he got linebacker speed, but not, you know, the linebackers who used to seeing speed. You right. know what I'm saying? It's going to hawk you. Tebow wasn't that fat. College he was. And it felt way different, though. Right. You know so you got linebackers right. out there running four fives and all that. But that was the only mobile quarterback he had was when he was at Denver and he had Tim Tebow. Cam a little different. Cam ain't, Cam ain't that quarterback that's going to go out there and get you over 4,000 yards each season. But at one point, dog, he, he was putting up numbers. That's when he was dabbing, though. But he stopped doing that. Look what happened. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Ever since, just... ever since he stopped doing the dab, he started to decline, man. And then you, Father Time, we talk about it all the time. It's starting to catch up with him, man. But, you but, no, but, but look at, and don't, no disrespect. So for anybody that's listening to it, I'm not making the comparison <laughs> as far as abilities. <laughs> But I'm saying, yeah, Father Time is undefeated. Mm-hmm. But when you look at people like Tom Brady, I'll even throw Rivers in there. Aaron Rodgers. I forgot all about Phillip Rivers, man. Like, he's actually doing a decent job with the Colts. Like, your ability to throw the damn ball don't go nowhere. You might just be slower. But if they give you enough time, you're going to make some shit happen. Yeah, but but the thing is with the Colts, he has a better roster with the Colts than he did with the Chargers. He only had Keenan Allen. With this team, you got Pascal, uh, uh, T.Y. They got nice running backs. And believe it or not, they actually have a decent line, offensive line. Defense is, 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 is you know, they ain't never had no defense even when Peyton Manning was there. But they do enough. Right, but but but, right. but Rivers is is still a hit and miss because it'd be one game like this week he ball out throw three four touchdowns next week he throw six interceptions. But but still but still like you're right, he does have better pieces than Cam Newton, but the ability to throw the damn football is still there. You don't see Cam Newton delivering no football. Nah, he's running for his life. He might pick up four yards. That's it. That's why I was just like, I felt bad for him when they threw him out the game the other day. Now he got benched, and I was just like, dog, this been benched ever about three times. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> That's why I feel bad. But I, but, but I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna take it there. No filter. You got your Ciroc with you. We talking tonight. Yeah. I don't care how long it is. We just gonna talk. The stereotypes that come with African American quarterbacks. And that's why they're always trying to persuade black quarterbacks to change positions mm-hmm. because the they don't have the the cognitive skills to dissect plays and stand in the pocket and make the right reads and this and that. You look at your RG3s, your Lamars, your Cam Newtons, and this and that, and it's like, yeah, RG3 sold tickets. He put up numbers at Baylor. 
But then when he got to the NFL, I don't know. That first year, he was balling. He, he was like, year, like his rookie year, he was balling. He was though, balling until, but, he, until he messed that knee up. But and I'll give credit to Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, he had a way worse injury. Yeah, than RG three. Yeah, at least Teddy done battled back and made a name for himself to at least get a gig starting. But even Bridgewater kind of iffy. But but you have to think about this though the system. Bridgewater was in a great system in New Orleans. Yeah, you, you going to Carolina? It's like. <laughs> dump down yeah. to the run back. You you not dump throwing down. the ball down the field, and it's just like, well, okay, well, RG three, and it's, it's like with the stereotype of the black quarterback. Because my my favorite quarterback was Michael Vick, hands down. But even him. But but you but you think about this though. With Mike, it's like he could play that position, and he revolutionized that position. And his only problem was. Accuracy. That was his only problem. You know what I'm saying? Like, if he get out there, open field, it's over. I thought he played better in Philly than he played at Atlanta. Like, he, let's let's be 100 about it. He he relied on his arm more in Philly because he got older. So so that's what we yeah, saying. So, so think about everything that you just said, and now look at your Lamar Jackson as as Vic 2.0. We saying the same exact things. You know what I'm saying? So it's like Mike Vick changed the game from the quarterback position because back then, quote unquote, you didn't see a black quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you had a, a Warren Moon, Cunningham, and then uh, little Doug, sprinkles Doug, here and there, Doug Williams at Washington. But overall, whenever you was putting together a team. Didn't know black kids, hey, I want to be the quarterback. Oh, no, nah, yeah. We, we was always receiver or uh, running back. So since yeah. Mike Vick came along, now you got more and more black kids running around with the ball because they wanted to be like Mike Vick. Mm-hmm. It looks good for the first few years. But once that film come out and you actually got to throw now, I done seen a lot of black quarterbacks get washed away. I mean, but you think about this, though, with Michael Vick, though, because I think when he was in Atlanta, I, I don't even think that they missed the playoffs when he became the starter outside of that one year when he broke his ankle. I think they made the playoffs every year when he became a starter. And it was like, you got the film, but you still couldn't stop it. Like, it wasn't like they was going out there killing, killing teams because they had they look, you know, 11 and 5 season, 12 and 4, 10 and 6 season, and all that. But you still couldn't stop this man from winning. And he didn't have outside of work done. Who did he really have? Because his receivers, they wasn't no, they wasn't your T.O. or your Randy Moss. We we going back <laughs> in that time. Who was the was the dominant receivers? Your T.O.s, your Randy Mosses, your uh your uh, uh, Marvin Harrison's, your Isaac Bruce, your Tory Hope. He didn't have no receivers like that. He had Joe Jarvis's <laughs> perilous price. Crumpler was nice, Crumpler. though. Don't get me wrong. He was nice. You took the words out of my mouth, Crumpler. He didn't have, you know what I'm saying, the pieces around him in Atlanta to 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 win. And you think about this, though. Around that time, NFC was kind of like, the East of the NBA, you didn't really know who was coming out 
of the NFC because there wasn't no dominant team back then. You know who was coming out of AFC? It was going to be the Patriots, Pittsburgh, or the Colts. the Colts. But when it came to NFC, you didn't know who was coming out. It wasn't no dominant team over there. Yeah. He wasn't accurate because that nigga was too busy in the damn club after the games and during the week. Yeah, Max City he made them wins. He wasn't practicing to like get a, accurate. Oh, sweet low. Because <laughs> I, I don't know if y'all watch, but I've been watching this documentary that's yeah. been coming on. Yeah. And he coming, he leaving a game, he coming back to Atlanta to go to club. But see, that's that's the thing, man. That, that, that plays a part too, man. You in Atlanta, you can't help but do that, man. You know, I mean, and you can't even in New humble, England to you, come back to the club yeah, in Atlanta. You, humble, no, you can't help but go to, go to Magic City on a Monday. You can't help but go go to Magic City, man. Get get you some fire. Wings. Come on, hey, come on, Kevin. I know you've been quiet over. We we diving deep into some conversation, and I know you ain't no big sports junkie the way we are, whatever. But this is your time to shine. If you got a million dollar contract, multi millions, you ain't going to the club. I'm gonna go in New England. I ain't gonna come all the way back to Atlanta, man. Though. It's cold as hell in New England, no? but, I'm, but I'm just saying, like all these <laughs> hey, guys, they showing this dude hey, coming back to Atlanta. Bring the you got LA, you got Miami. <laughs> bring the private jet. Yeah, we out of here. It's too I, cold. I, but, but a lot of these players, man, it, it's any sport. They they don't have that that humbleness because you think, especially in a major city like yeah, LA, Chicago, Atlanta, New York. Uh, Houston, Houston, they hard dreams. Yeah. Hard, hard, hard look, hard, y'all threw the, the love. Y'all threw the love. in the club, but they not humble. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like a couple years ago, man. And I, 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 I for the life of me, I can't even think why the hell, how the hell, or why the hell this motherfucker even did this shit. Dude played for the birds, and he got caught with some some weed or some shit, and he had pound pounds. Like, but I'm like, you a forty million dollar nigga. The fuck you got <laughs> pounds of weed for trying to say and he got caught by the FBI. Some people just can't shake like, that life. I mean, man. come on, man. Like, but that goes with the the people you surround yourself around too, though. It That's ain't right. just where you're at. But it's it's also the people you surround. It's yourself just us too, with. though. It's just us. Yeah, that too. because when I'm in Houston, I'm clubbing six nights a week. I'm in there with Steve Francis. T Mac, damn, Steve still in Houston. But I'm saying back then, oh, okay, okay. When, when 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 he was in Houston, <laughs> you right? They right. stay in okay. the club. You right? Because I was wearing that uh, party in the club, drink in the club, they in the club. Yeah, we was down there. Uh, Antonio McDice, all them coming there. The Phoenix Suns, wasn't it? Yeah. So we's all in there. So I mean, I, I get it, and that's what I'm saying. Like, you got when you heard of Brady. Somewhere partying in the club. Manning, it's us. We yeah. got to get disciplined and leave that shit alone. That's, that's and, what and, that is, man. I mean, that's it's, it's just who we are. But you, you got to think, though, man. It's like if you grew up, you're not accustomed to that. You're not accustomed to, to having to make those decisions because you struggle. And then somebody dumped 
tens of millions of dollars in your lap. They gonna drop drop ten. I'm not going to. I'll go to the strip club if something every night in, but I ain't finna finna make it rain. I might throw a light drizzle. Today they gonna make Saturday, it rain. We all got a stack of damn Powerball tickets on that table over. Let them numbers come out tonight. I'm quick coke <laughs> Monday. <laughs> Go to Dominican Republic Friday. You took the words out. You fuck around and see this dude in Brazil somewhere. I would do that. Monday Dominican morning. Dominican Republic. Ain't going to Brazil. Go to the Dominican. And then I'll be back home with the family. <laughs> Don't let that dude lie to you. But I ain't going to be wilding out like it every Don't week. let that dude. I understand we got to say the right things because our significant others might I mean, listen you know, to I'm it. I'm never dancing this to the night. I mean, I, I'm, I'm married, but if I'm single, man, like if I got that, first of all, ain't nobody outside my family going to know that I got that money. I'm going to still live like how I'm living now. Right. You will never know. I don't go out. So I ain't got to worry about no damn club or no strip club or no shit like that. But it's just it's just the humbleness. Like, they don't have it. You know what I'm saying? I get it. They came from nothing. They they signing you to, to 40, 50 million dollar contracts and all that. I get it. But be smart about your decision making, man. You know what I'm saying? Because that, that, that ain't the life, man. Uh, you know, and, and like I said, it's... You make it what, harder for the people behind you coming up. Because yeah. now you got these owners that are hesitant to throw this money at you, i.e. Dak Prescott, all of that. Like, they don't even want to make that investment right out the gate because now you got to prove yourself. You got to prove that you ain't going to go down that road of blowing your money and speeding Antonio Brown in the pores doing 120 down the highway, stupid <laughs> shit like that. Because at the end of the day, these, are, these owners are businessmen. Yep. Not only do they have to put together a team, they sitting down making uh, endorsement deals with who they going to have sponsoring the drinks at the the this and that. Mm-hmm. So they know how to sit down and make deals and invest. A lot of these billionaires, they investing in other shit other than their team. So if I'm looking at you and you're supposed to be my quarterback, but yet you ain't moving the way uh, a quarterback who wants a successful career is moving then i'm not gonna put no money behind you that's a stupid investment Mm -hmm. so that's where it's like dog we we gotta be mindful of the trends that we set and pass down to everybody behind us because i james harden is a fucking fool yeah i don't care what nobody say james harden is the dumbest dude i've ever i've ever seen with his position like you a super superstar According to the media, like the media is giving you that national spotlight. Whether you have deserved it, that's a whole nother conversation because you really ain't won nothing. But as far as sports center highlights, being in front of whatever, like fear the beard, like everybody know who the beard, my kids know who the beard is. Peyton know who the beard is. Houston then gave you unlimited money. Yeah. Money that most players ain't never seen before. Or we'll see. And you refuse to report the training camp. You in the club with little baby. You celebrate little baby birthday and John Wall and cousins and them trying to get their careers back on track, but you ain't there. Houston offer you fifty million dollars a year, one of the highest contracts ever in the game of basketball. You turn it down because you want to be traded, but yet you ain't putting in the work. So it's like, come on, bro, like. Can't take you serious. As a black African American, I'm all for it, man. Black man, get your money. But 
I, I, I can understand the business side of it. I'm not paying nobody that's not winning for me. I'm not going to invest my money. I'm not going to invest $100 million in you. You can have the skill set, like, top tier. But if you're not winning or helping my organization win, why should I pay you that money? And I, I don't believe, because they going, they basing this shit off stats. I don't believe DeHaran is a $250 million man. I guess that's how much he's getting paid or whatnot. Steph, yeah, he got you three championships. Granted, KD was there for two of them. But he still got you there. Um, who else got a big contract? LeBron, I I, I think he deserved his. Uh, AD, he he's he's getting his money. I think he deserved his. Uh, Chris Paul, uh, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. I think I think what didn't Westbrook get a big contract? Westbrook too? had some big money. Yeah, I don't think your he boy Paul his. George. Paul George, Paul George just, Paul got, just got cash all the way yeah, out. That man that hit the side of the backboard <laughs> in, 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 in the closing game uh, of the we- of the Western Conference semifinals. Yeah, he got paid. I'm all for it, man. Black men get your money, but as a as a businessman, I look at it like. Yeah, the stats is there, but is the winning there? It's just like with that. I'm not going to invest $30, $40 million into you, and you can only just get me to the playoffs. I need a Super Bowl. Mahomes now, granted, it's, it's hard to get to the Super Bowl. Now, Mahomes, Mahomes boy. he definitely, uh, what did he get, 500? What was it? 500. 500 he got half a billion dollars, man. He, he worth de- every penny. He deserve it. And now, granted, I ain't gonna give this motherfucker no five hundred million dollars. He probably get back back a quarter of a billion. I give him mad, but not no five. But but he gonna bring that back. But but full yeah, he but yeah, he definitely and, is. and double it. And then you think about it, you got him locked for what ten years? Easy. Yeah, him locked for and, the next ten years. And I'm telling you, out of ten years, in my opinion, granted, he don't get hurt. Knock on wood. Out of the next 10 years, Kansas City going to be around for at least the next six. Matter of fact, hold up, time out. Pause that. Damn you, Sneed, because I know you're going to listen to this. <laughs> He's he the Chiefs fan. <laughs> and, you know, they beat my team last year. So I don't want to hear the bullshit. Don't tag my name and nothing. No. You know, he going to be on here. We're talking about the Chiefs and shit. It, I, I'm getting tired of him with that bullshit meme with the uh, the, the Def Comedy Jam joint. <laughs> Man, I, look, I, I'm telling you, though, so, so that and it goes back to what we was talking about. And after this, we'll bring it home full circle and we'll call it a night. It goes back to business savvy. They made an investment. I'm cashing Mahomes out because I know he's going to fill these seats whenever fans are able to come back. Mahomes is prime time. Mm-hmm. Every time I watch them, he do something I ain't never seen. That man was running right. Flipped the ball sideways, Man. made that motherfucker go all the way back left with no effort, hey. and hit Kelsey in between two people. <laughs> I'm like, how? Mahomes got to be the best passer I've seen since Peyton Manning. I'm talking about effortless, and I'm like, just a flick of the wrist, and, and he's running this way, but throw back. When I seen him throw that no look that one guy, I can't remember who he they played against. But he threw a no look. I'm never, talking about pinpoint. I've never seen that. Don't get me wrong. Aaron Rodgers excites me. Yeah. And that's you you brought up Peyton Manning. I always thought Peyton Manning was cold because he can go up to that line, look at what you're doing. And it's automatic touchdown. Hey. Yeah. Sorry, he once he get the pointing. Yeah. Da, 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 and next thing you know, 
Reggie Wayne running down the field yeah. for 70 yards. <laughs> now, that's cold. And that, that's where it shows you he put in the time. He put in the effort. He was cerebral with it. He was but, cold. But, but the thing about it is with, with Mahomes, you can't name me 10 people that actually said they seen him play at Texas Tech. Because at Texas nah. Tech, at Texas Tech, he was averaging over 500 yards. And I didn't and know who he was. I knew I knew exactly who he was. I had no and clue when, who he when was. When they got him, I was like, damn, they got a steal. But you didn't know what the hell was going to happen with Alex Smith. Same situation with the 49ers when he was there with us. He got hurt. Mm-hmm. And then they trade this man to Washington, to the football team. They lost him, <laughs> didn't y'all? I mean, we done lost everybody. Yeah. We ain't gonna talk about Philly. But, uh, <laughs> we gonna leave Philly out of it. They don't do that. But uh, I feel bad for uh, Hurts because they got the the Saints this week. Ooh. It's uh, but, I best but, believe uh, I picked up the Saints for the fantasy football though. But petty. I feel bad for Hurts. But 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 Holmes, man, I watched dude at Texas Tech, man. And, yeah, that was when uh, Kingsbury was still there. Cliff, uh, Arizona Cardinals coach. Okay. And that's all he do is pass. They was putting up big yeah, numbers. Yeah, dude averaged over 500 yards. They was putting, and that's what I'm saying. Easy. Like, I honestly didn't remember it. Yeah, but man. real quick, and we're going we gonna to bring it home. We're we coming around third base. So, like I said, it goes into investments. I know Mahomes is going to bring me my money back plus more. And we're going to compete for Super Bowls, which is more money. So, me signing him for five hundred million, that's nothing, because I know I'm gonna get it back full circle. Versus Jerry Jones, we we already <laughs> mediocre. I done cashed out Zeke. Zeke looked like me out there. If I cut this t-shirt in half right now, dog, me and Zeke might look the same. I'm dead ass. But that but that getting hurt, man. You can see has affecting the Cowboys, man. Because Zeke is out there getting his ass. Nah, but he done got that money. He ain't yeah, got there's no motivation. Million. It ain't, man. To and, and, to be elite. And that's the thing. Once again, I'm saying, black man get your money. But every time a nigga get a month get get paid, they decline. And they either decline the stats decline or they get hurt. And that's that's perfect because you said it a few minutes ago, and I've been sitting here pondering on it. You said, black man, get your money. And I ain't even going to make it a black thing. Anybody, get your money. I get that. So now we're going to bring it all the way back to the beginning of the podcast. And I'm saying that that's what's wrong with sports altogether. Because now you got guys like Calipari who's promoting the million dollar dream to these young kids and their parents to where now these kids are not even fascinated by the game. They're not coming to UK to learn the game and get better. They're coming to UK because they're just trying to get to the check. Mm-hmm. So once you get the check, everybody thinks that everything stops at that point. You have to keep grinding because there has to be a check <coughs> after the first check. Mm-hmm. If you don't get a check after the first three years in the NBA, you're done. You're going overseas and hope and pray that you might make a third or a fourth of the money that you might have made if you just put in a little bit more effort or worked on your craft a little bit more to get that extension. Look at all them rookies that got them extensions. Fox, all of them kids, like, bam. They deserve it, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, those are the ones that put in the work. Those are the ones that when they lace up, they earn their keep. Yeah. 
where you got some people who, as soon as they see that money, they think they don't have to do nothing. They done made it. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. Like, go all the way to high school, if you want to be honest. With all this AAU and all that, nobody's teaching the game anymore. It's just, man, I'm just trying to help these kids provide and get out and do this and that. No. If you fall in love with the game, the rest will take care of itself. Yeah. Don't chase the money. Chase the love of the game because that's going to push you to get better and the money will follow. And I'm just, I'm just like, dude, I'm, I'm dumbfounded by watching Kentucky today because I'm like, none of these kids understand the history of Kentucky basketball. They just hear because they know Calipari they is going to help win. them get to the NBA. That's the name and the league's involved in it. Because you think about the last, the past 10 years, I think Kentucky probably had the most players drafted. Out of anybody. Out of any school. Is it either Kentucky and – I know Kentucky won, and then Duke probably right behind them. But Kentucky, out of the past 10 years, had the most players drafted. And we talking about lottery picks. Right. Because I thought that one dude uh, – uh, we was talking about it last time I was over at Matt Lefty. Uh, James Young, Young, garbage. I don't even know where he's at. I don't even know. But if he, he's got, still alive. he got the lottery pick. <laughs> I don't even know. If he, but yeah, he he got picked at Boston Lottery, man. And he was cold at Kentucky, and that's what I'm saying. It's like once you once you hear your name called and you walk across that stage, shake the hand, put your cap on. What are you gonna do next? Because mm-hmm. now you got to keep it. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. When we, when we talk about 18, 19 years old, oh, you still got another 50, 60 plus years of life. And see, what you do in this small window of your career is in, important. That's crucial. Not everybody can be your Dirks, your LeBrons, your Kobe's and put 20 years in Tim Duncan's. If you don't make the best of the opportunity that's in front of you. you oh, what's up, boy? They had to send a check too. who. Uh, Dallas coach. He was yeah. messing with Brian Mama. I ain't talking about the dog. Man, look, don't, don't do him like that. Lord, forgive me. It's almost Sunday. I'm not laughing. But you're right. You blow through your money. You got different habits and stuff that you can't kick. And What's you, his name? Delonte, Delonte West. West. Yeah. 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 But, but, but in his defense, he's bipolar, got some mental stuff going on. So, that's a whole nother issue right there. But if, if you went down the list and looked at a lot of them athletes that blew through their money and don't have nothing left. Your boy. Your idol. Tell me Iverson. Yep. But at least Iverson put together a career to have enough money to where he can blow I, yeah, and still I, be okay. I, I, Iverson was just reckless with shit. it. it right. Stupid. I'm talking about these bad. young kids. That skills are not where these scouts are projecting them to be after their first few year, few years in the league. You're not guaranteed another contract after your rookie contract. Show the hell ain't. But see, that's that's what I was saying about college basketball, why they need to make college basketball three years. Because you give them a 17, 18, or 19-year-old a $40 million contract. They're going to blow through that. Come on, man. By the time they're 25. Your sign-on bonus are a bit about, what, 15, 20, give or take? Look at you. After this, we done because, that, like, it's making me mad even thinking about it. Your boy, uh, Ball, LaMelo. 
wrestler got five hundred million dollars. Was it five fifty five hundred thousand dollars? I don't know how true that is though. But you you get drafted and you put five hundred thousand dollars diamonds all diamonds in his in mouth. Your mouth. Soon as you and get your first check, and that's not even allowed in the league. Like, and that's what I'm saying. I'm like, and on top of that, bro, y'all come from money. Y'all come from like that ain't. You would expect that from somebody who grew up and didn't have nothing. And as soon as they saw that money, first thing you do, go out, buy you iced out watch, chains, whatever. Allen Iverson is what we was just talking about. Yeah. But this kid, they've seen all of this. They grew up in California. You done seen Lamborghinis. You done, so that shouldn't amaze you. It may amaze him because he may be out of the control of his father. And there may be something that that's his money. He can do what he wants. Yeah. I respect his father, though, because he got his boys in the league. I talk bad about him. And I, I, I took it all back. I took it all you, back. You got to have respect for that, man, because all three of his sons is playing in the NBA, man. He you called can't have You can't have nothing but respect. Now, Lonzo garbage. <laughs> I, he I, called there ain't it. no way around that. I mean, I think, I honestly, but Melo, outside of the dumb shit that he just did with the, the, the grill, I don't know how true that shit is. Files like basketball, why I think he's better than Lonzo. He's cold. I Hands can't wait down. to watch it. I think he's way better passer, way better shooter. And, and he had to mature because like I was looking at his tapes at, at uh what was that, Chino, Chino Hills, when he's out of California. Who? Uh 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 Mello. Man, Mello have been everywhere. I know that, remember, but I'm talking about when he was out of California out. though. Yeah. Now when he was out of California, he was reckless, but it was entertaining to watch. But we are who we don't want to see that shit. I don't want to see him shoot no damn half court shots. <laughs> Granted, it went in. But as a coach, I'm like, oh hell no, nah, mother, nah, hey, 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 get, hey, you Nick, come, come on, you come sit down, sit at the end of the fucking bitch, and, and, and think about what the fuck you just did. You'll be back in three minutes though, right? But, but just sit, just just think about what you did. I don't, we we don't want to see shit like it. it. It's entertaining. Don't get me wrong. You know, that's what I hate about today's game. It's it's more there's no passion in the shit no more. You can see it from certain players though. Certain players got passion. I think KD he got the passion for the game. Yeah, you know he's a hell of a competitor. LeBron, Dame, and then you got your other players that that that, that play for. I've seen them all your vets though. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Who's these Who's these younger people? I think I think Zion's gonna be another one. I'm not sold on him. I, I really do, man. I really do. I'm sorry, I really do, bro. Man. I like like I'm not gonna say he's gonna take over the league how everybody's projecting. He's not gonna be the fa- it's like when they said LeBron, stupid ass group I'm in that I keep telling you about. Everybody was like, uh, who's gonna be the face of the league when when LeBron leaves? Everybody keeps saying Giannis. I don't even think it's gonna be Giannis. I think it's gonna be Luca. They're gonna try to make Luca. Luca's nice. The only thing that might prevent Luca is can you really market him? That plays a big factor. Like you gotta think, back in the day, MJ changed changed the game from a marketing standpoint. Yeah. Once MJ starts selling sneakers, selling Wheaties. Well, Luca's with Jordan, though. You know, but that? but but that's the thing. He signed to another person. Yeah. So he ain't gonna never be his own individual because he's always gonna be attached right, to right, Jordan. Right. Jordan came in, built his own, 
and took off from there. You look at Allen Iverson. He went to Reebok. He built his own name and took off. Allen Iverson is a household <laughs> name. You look at Kobe. You look at your LeBrons. Kobe had the speedboats first, Doug, before he went to Nike. <laughs> let's, let's just get that out of the way. But I honestly, with the shoe contract, everybody want to be signed. They want to have the Jays. We get it. But if I if I'm ha- gonna have my own shoe, I'd rather go Nike because I know it's gonna be. I know it's Nike, but I know it's gonna be mine in, in, instead of Jordan. It's right. his name, right? Because if you look at all the athletes that went to Jordan brand, Carmelo and all of them, they never branched off from that. Nope. So in order to be the face of the league, you also have to be marketable. They have to be able to put your face out there and sell whatever it is that they're trying to push. Can you really put Luca's face on something and sell it? So that's what they're trying to do with Zion. Zion's face is on everything, every commercial. He do right out the gate, he's on NBA 2K. Yeah. They're trying to make him the face of the league, but that's what I'm saying. To me, he don't have the work ethic. Nor does he Zion, have right? Zion, okay. nor does he have the skill set. Yeah, he could jump and do all of that in high school, in college. But now you done had your knees cut into. We gonna find out this year. Yeah. Now you can tell the way he, the way he move and run. Right, yeah. Like that ain't no long career. It I mean, ain't. First of all, he had to drop that weight. That was the first problem. And it looked like he looked. He looked slimmer. He looked but slimmer, but we thought that like, going into yeah, the bubble too. He, he still looked like he's there a bit about like two. I'm gonna say about two sixty five, maybe two seventy. And for his height. You know, that ain't a, a, a good weight. It ain't. He ain't number 6'6". Six, six. It ain't. Yeah, my knees finna hurt when I get up out this chair. We've been on there for, what, an hour, 20? My <laughs> knees old, finna that's hurt now. Age, man. That's how that shit is, man. man. But, 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 yeah, man, like, I, it, NBA starts, what, Tuesday, right? Well, not, not this Tuesday, next Tuesday. Yeah, the 22nd. 22nd. Yeah, man. Lake, Lakers in five against whoever. I'm going to say that now. Uh, I hope we see the Clippers. Hopefully. We'll, we'll definitely do another NBA one. Yeah. So we'll chop this Think up. all them pieces y'all just added from the do something? Ooh, you want to take that or you want me to get it? First of all. Hold on, hold on, hold on. No, 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 hold on, hold on. Let's. That's a whole. No, 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 no. I'm going to answer that question because, for one, he's not a Laker fan. LeBron fan. What's the little mean with the little African dude? Nah, man. I'm, nah, I'm the captain nah, nah, now. Nah, nah man. Nah. He, <laughs> I'm he, the captain he now. A Laker, I mean, he a LeBron fan. He's just renting a seat until he's gone. Listen to me. <laughs> that man got four for four. Finals MVP and all. That's his chip. That's his chip, which means it's ours. So at the end of the day, you, saying, I was, man, you that, can that's, thank that's, me that's, later. That's like that's, You that's, can thank me. Matter of fact, I need a Christmas card. Mind give me shit. <laughs> I need a Christmas card. Thank you. Thank you for making this uh, opening week right before Christmas magical because we're going to hang I, a banner. I told you that, man. Like, I appreciate him coming to L.A. Because when he signed, I didn't know nothing about it. They him. was going to make things happen. So going back to your question, that's the same thing they just did last year. They just mm-hmm. started bringing in, plugging pieces. And that's the beauty, in my opinion, of a guy like LeBron. Because normally the recipe for championships is to grow a core, develop them, and that's your nucleus, and then you just put pieces around it. LeBron don't necessarily need that. He's going to sit down, say, hey, let's try this, let's try that, give me this person, 
We're going to go the first 50 games, see how it works. Whatever don't work in the first 50 games, let's tweak something by trade deadline. By the time we get to the playoffs, throw the ball up. We're going to make shit happen. I'm glad we got the energy guy, though, and Hurl, because we didn't have it at first. That's what I'm saying. To me, they got better. Yeah. I honestly feel like they got better. They got younger, and the people that they brought in can contribute more than the people that they got rid of. Yeah. You lose a JaVale McGee, a Dwight Howard. (laughs) A Danny Green. Danny couldn't hit the side of Disney World, man. <laughs> nah. Nah. So to answer your question, until the, until they figure out the chemistry and get it all together, now that part, they got to start back from scratch. Yeah. That's the only thing that I did hate because you won a championship, but now you're starting all over again. You would want to try to bring a lot of them pieces back and run it back, but they was just old. Mm-hmm. Plus, they wanted money. Rondo mm-hmm. wanted to be cashed out. Who you give credit to that to? My guy get people I mean, paid. LeBron, he do get people paid because I, I'm sorry, I can't give Rondo. Rondo two years younger than me, I think. Two. That's two what I'm saying. And, and I'm, not, I'm not gonna give this man no twenty million dollars. If years. he don't go to the Lakers, does Rondo ask for that kind of money? Does Hell he sit nah. down at the table? Dwight Howard was brought in to the Lakers on a non guarantee. He was living check to check. The Lakers could have been like, you know what, we done. He didn't even have a real contract. So now he's sitting at the table asking for money. Like, nah, I need this. I need that. If yeah. he if he don't play next to LeBron, you think that happened? You think about this. The only reason why he came to LA is to get that championship. That's the only reason why he came. Shout out to him because he had a huge role yeah, in that. I'm not did. disrespecting he, yeah, none of them. Did. Rondo played a huge part as well. But at the end of the day, if you ask me, would I give up? Danny Green, Rondo, Dwight Howard, to bring in Schroeder, Montrez Harold, and they still going out. They talking about uh, they keeping an eye on Ariza. If that, I don't think Ariza would do that because I, I think him and LeBron ain't really yeah cool like that. But I'll take it. Yeah, you know, I, I still think they need another facilitator. I will say that because Schroeder's not that guy. We'll find out. We'll he, talk he about it. That guy. That's the only thing I hated about Rondo leaving because we lost another facilitator. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Definitely. We'll chop it up. Appreciate y'all, yeah, man. He, he ain't, man. He LeBron fan. He ain't no guy. He ain't no Laker fan. He just nah, I ain't no Laker fan at all because at the, the end of the he day. The he 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 there for another two years. At the end of the day, you he, can thank us later. He there for another two y'all years. Y'all will be back in the dumpster. Wow. Y'all will be with, back with in the dumpster. With, with AD signing four years? But you know what? You know what? My guy signed an extension. Lil Bronny might come and say that. Man, oh, man, nah, man. Bronny smoked too much Reggie, man. We don't want Bronny there. He in California smoking Reggie. Nah, Lil Bronny nah, might. man. But no. you know what? And that's perfect. And then, then we'll leave it alone at that because that's, that's, that's perfect. I'm glad we brought the name up and everything because even with Lil Bronny, they've been hyping Lil Dude up since he was like in the sixth, seventh grade. Here he is now, a sophomore. And his games are on TV, but to me, his game is not there yet. Why are you hyping this kid up, putting even more pressure and even more expectation? I I get he's LeBron's son, but it's like that's the flaw in the game. You hyping these younger kids up, making them think that they already cold, which causes them to not put in the effort and the work to get to where they think they are in their minds. 
And then you get to college under Calipari and all of them, wet the bed, get drafted, don't do nothing. Turn into Michael Jordan, son. Yeah. See there. <laughs> I mean, that's real, though. That's real, though, man. I, that's a fact. Because what did they do? Nothing. I mean, don't get me wrong, man. It's hard to follow behind a big brother or your father's footsteps because you, you, you've seen what they did. And it's like, damn, how the fuck do I follow that? I mean, you can't follow Jordan. That's Pressure like LeBron. He, Bronny ain't going to be able to follow uh, LeBron. He, you can't follow that, bro. He got a long the, the way Steph, to go. You know, he's he been to surpass his daddy. His dad <laughs> was never a shooter. But, but, I mean, you you can't follow that, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you, you just, you got to be God to, to basically surpass that, man. You're right. Good stuff, man. I appreciate y'all. We're gonna leave it there. We'll we'll definitely revisit the little NBA talk before the twenty second and uh go from there. But definitely good conversation, man. Appreciate y'all. No problem. Yeah. No competition. Amish